Welcome to the continent and the country down under. This short take takes us to Australia. It's an amazing place. I've been to Australia twice and loved every minute of it. Well, first, it is far away. On one trip, I flew from Houston, Texas to Sydney. At the time, it was the second longest flight in the world. When a flight serves three meals, you know you're on a long trip. There are a couple of very cool things about Australia. First, the animals and birds of the country are so amazing. Secondly, the country is diverse in terms of terrain. And lastly, the people are some of the friendliest that I encountered in any country. Each trip was to a different part of the country. I went to Sydney and Melbourne. In each case, I took a couple of tours and most notably the wonderful wine country. And we'll explore those. Getting around Sydney was very easy using public transport. The Opal card is refillable, so you can add to the card as you go along and or plan to spend what you want to do to each activity. The transit system was clean and easy to get around, and if you need assistance, there are plenty of transit workers to give you the information that you need. Since I stayed at a centralized hotel, I was able to walk to a great number of the sites that I wanted to see. Some were as long as 45 minutes by walking, but it allowed me to detour to the beautiful gardens along the way or to explore side streets as well, which I really like doing. The trick is crossing the streets because if you come from the United States, you have to look the opposite way since they do drive on the left side of the road. It does add a different dimension to one's visit. I mentioned that the people of Sydney are friendly, and it was easy to just dash into any store and ask for information or directions, and everyone was very happy to give assistance. One thing about Australia is that several years ago, they switched to plastic money. I remember meeting some Aussies when we were in Prague, and they showed us their currency. Since it's made of plastic, it lasts a lot longer and saves the treasury incredible amounts of money and printing costs, which is why they did it. I had forgotten this until I landed. It's almost indestructible, plus, if you accidentally leave some in your pocket when you do laundry, no worries. Of course, I did tour the Sydney Opera House. It is maybe one of the most famous landmarks in Sydney and truly a beautiful structure. We learned so much on the tour at how it was built and the, the uh, beautiful construction of the actual facility itself, of the history. I do recommend getting a guided tour because you get to go to areas that you otherwise wouldn't. An example is in the underground where the cast and stage managers move all the equipment. Amazing just doesn't describe it. It is like a small village underneath there sending stuff all over the place, and as you can imagine, it's quite large because many of the stage props are tall. I mean, really tall. In addition, we get to go into the concert halls, and they were practicing for the evening's performance of The Sound of Music. The uniqueness of this show was that they're showing the movie on a huge screen, and the music will be played live by the orchestra. So that was really kind of cool. After the tour, I went to the box office to see if I could get tickets. As a tour participant, if I got a ticket for the same day, I got a really big discount. I think it was more than 50%. So I said, yeah, let's go see this. It was really 
Amazing. And when the music plays and you can tell it's live, it does add a, a very unique dimension to watching the show. Then I said I should go see another show. So I also went to see Jersey Boys at the Capitol Theater. There was a smaller theater, but it was very, very nice. And while I was waiting, I met some really cool people who gave me tips on other places to explore off the beaten path. This wasn't the first place that I've gone where I've seen shows in other countries, and I highly recommend it because you can sometimes see shows that you wouldn't otherwise see, or you can see shows that are shown in the United States with a little bit different uh, set of set of actors and performers, and uh, I think it's just, it really was amazing. I will say that the Jersey Boys performance was it was so good that if you close your eyes, you would think that you're actually listening to the Four Seasons. I also went to Bondi Beach, and when I got there, it was pretty amazing. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful beach, and by chance the day I went, it was a little chilly, so I really just kind of explored on my own and went to some of the restaurants nearby. As I was leaving, I realized I lost my Orca card. Oh no, I backtracked like an hour over the beach sand and trying to find this card in the sand, which I thought I might have dropped, but I didn't know where it was. So finally, I went into a clothing shop and asked, how do I get an Orca card there? Because I had to get back to Sydney. The woman behind the counter showed friendliness that I saw all throughout the area. She said how to get a new card at a local shop. I started to write down the directions and the instructions because she told me how to ask for the card and get, get some money on it so I could get back to Sydney. Then she saw me writing, writing this down and she said, oh, no, no, wait, wait, I'll, I'll take you. It was easily five or six blocks away and she explained to the clerk what I needed and that quickly got my new card and I was on my way back to Sydney. The food in Sydney was amazing as well. I didn't have a meal that I didn't enjoy. One night was especially memorable because it was just beautiful. I was on the pier after exploring the shops and sites and sat down at a cafe overlooking the water. I had a lovely glass of wine and calamari. It was just exquisite. It was possibly the best calamari I've ever had. In addition to the theater, the two biggest and most amazing experiences on the trip to Sydney was to see the wildlife indigenous to Australia and the wine country. So with this episode, I'm going to share my found, my newfound love of the koala. First, it's illegal to kill any indigenous animal, so you see kangaroos in people's front yards and, frankly, all over. I think it's once a year, it might be twice a year, you can get a special permit to hunt the kangaroos for the purposes of controlling the population because they do multiply quite rapidly. Otherwise, it's definitely a no-no. By chance, I was in Sydney in a period just after when the baby koalas are born and pretty young, and I got to see them clinging on to their mommies. And it was not just the most cutest thing I ever saw, but they are the softest animal that I've ever touched, and you only get to touch the koalas under great supervision. Koalas have two coats of fur for protection because they sleep so much and become attractive to predators. They basically sleep and eat. I would like that. We got to pet the koalas, and the only rule was that you can't touch their head. Well, I almost couldn't stop. I love touching them. They were so amazing. I will tell you, it's a trip is worth it just to pet a koala. 
Along the highway, there are emergency numbers to call if you see an injured koala along the side of the road because they are just so helpless. In addition to koalas, you get to see many other indigenous animals, reptiles, and fowl to Australia. You can feed the kangaroos also. Now let me tell you a little bit about kangaroos and why they do multiply so quickly. If I remember this correctly, and maybe someone will, will be able to correct me, a mama kangaroo has basically three kangaroos in cycle at one time. They can have a little joey in the pouch. They can have a little joey on their way out of the pouch. And they can have a joey that is still clinging nearby mama. Uh, I think it's maybe up to a year after they're born. So there are three stages of joeys at any given time. So you can see why they have to control the population. So when you get to Australia and this pen, there's one place where you can actually uh, go visit the kangaroos. You can go inside this pen that has quite a few, I'm not sure, there might have been 50 kangaroos. And you get to feed them. And they give you a little bag of food in a brown paper bag. Now, the kangaroos are pretty smart. They know what's in those little brown bags. So my goal was to feed as many as I could with just a small amount of food. So I would take out some little pellets and try to feed the kangaroos. And that worked for maybe the first two. Then there was a kangaroo that decided he was going to do more. I had given my phone to a travel mate, uh, a tour mate, to take pictures of me feeding the kangaroo. And thankfully, I guess, in a way, she got to capture the sequence of this kangaroo. First, he put one, he jumped up and put one leg up on my, on my front of my leg. And with his two front paws, he grabbed the bag of food. Now, they're very strong. And their claws, they can bring their claws in very tightly together, and there's no way that you can separate them. So the kangaroo had the bag of food, and I could not get it back. And so he's, there's a picture of me. I'm posting one of the sequence pictures where he has his, his, his up on me uh, grabbing that bag of food. So I, I was going to get another bag, but I decided that um, I was not willing to wrestle another kangaroo. But it was still an absolutely wonderful and memorable experience. Seeing the fires that burned through Australia broke my heart when they talked about all the koalas who were killed by the fires because they were high in the trees and had nowhere to go. This week's travel tip is planning your trip. While not an endorsement, I use TripIt. Why? TripIt trip is at TripIt.com, T-R-I-P-I-T.com. It's a free version and a paid version, and the free version is pretty good. If you take more than five trips a year, it's definitely worth the paid version. Here's how it works. You simply forward any email for your itinerary, be it plane, train, rental, hotel, activity, anything, restaurant reservations. You can forward them to TripIt. And then it automatically builds your itinerary for you. In addition, you can add plans for things that you don't have an email for. So you can add... Um, other activities that you're doing or meeting with people that you're seeing, friends and family and so forth. You can also add notes, and these are really great because they're in your itinerary, and I would put notes in mind on like the first day as a reminder to bring something unique for that trip. Like if I have currency from that country, I would put a note, remember to bring euros. 
That way it's on your itinerary and then you can link trip it to your calendar app. So all these notes and all your itinerary is automatically front loaded into your calendar while you're on your trip and you can get alerts like you get for anything else. I've been using TripIt for, I don't know, 15 years and it really does work well. The free version works equally well. If you, have to, if you happen to have a change and you have to forward another itinerary, let's say your plane changes, it will tell you you have a, you have a, a conflict and you resolve the conflict as to which one you want to keep. I really, I really enjoy it and I hope that you, you will too. Enjoy and happy traveling. Exploring our world is amazing. Next week's regular episode will continue my assignment at Nellis with some twists and turns. In the next short take next week, I will continue our exploration of amazing Australia. The Boy in the Trash Can podcast is a production of CSJ Associates.